From our studios in beautiful North Florida, it's in black and right. And now your host, Jerry Brooks. Welcome ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages. Welcome to another edition of In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. And as always, I am the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks, your host, tour guide through the alternate universe of Joe Biden's America, and whatever else can whatever else needs to be done uh, as circumstances warrant. Uh, before we get into our uh, usual adventure in podcasting, of course, you can always contact us by email in black and right at gmail.com and our website in black and right.net. Well, folks, here we are on a Thursday. Wow, has this week gone by fast or what? But, for, and as we are 54 days away from the most consequential midterm election, frankly, in my lifetime, and a lot of other people's lifetimes, uh, the news just doesn't quit. And it's really amazing what you discover if you just, you know, apply a little bit of time and a little bit of looking to find some of the most intriguing stories out there. And things that the mainstream media will never ever tell you but this story well stories actually because they all kind of fit in the same uh, category <laughs> well now apparently Democrats the ones who keep telling us that it is compassionate that we let all of these people into our country with borders that has more holes in it than Swiss cheese but now, these border states like Arizona and Texas and to a little bit of a lesser degree Florida, uh, they've had it. They, they've absolutely had it. They're busing these migrants. And in the case of Florida, we flew them a couple of plane loads uh, up to Martha's Vineyard, the area of the playground of the elites of the in that part of the country in the East Coast yes two plane loads had landed in uh, Martha's Vineyard and J Democrats and other leftists are absolutely freaking out I mean big-time freaking out the planes that were sent by Governor DeSantis now you've got Democrats and other left-wing wackadoodles screaming about it's evil and it's inhumane <laughs> really so what is so virtuous about five nearly five million people from all over the world who just walked right into our border overloaded the border patrol overloaded ice completely overwhelmed them so what's so humane about that they're breaking the law they are cutting in line for all the people who've come from all over the world who came here legally legally folks and yet these dingbats i mean just clung full-blown wackadoodle 
And it's like, oh, it's an evil and it's humane. It's like, no, it's called payback. Serious payback. Now, if you're expecting us down here in the southern half of the country, uh, southwest, like Arizona, Texas, you know, in the southeast here in Florida, to continue to absorb all these people, you're wrong. This actually is, to me, a great piece of political jujitsu, and it is the best way to highlight the lack of courage of their own convictions. Yeah, you, you nice, you nice illegals, you stay down there and leave us alone. It's kind of the not in my backyard sort of attitude. Well, they are now in your backyard. What are you going to do about it? Are you just simply going to have the courage of your convictions like, and okay, you know, we'll, we'll do this, but no, uh-uh, y'all are freaking out. It's like, how dare they? How dare they send us all of these people? Really? How dare you let them into the country in the first place? Break our law and use our resources, not just federal resources, but states like Arizona, like Texas and Florida, and you expect these states, these red states to take care of them, well now, uh, hello, blue states, you now get a chance. Like Illinois and New York and Massachusetts and other places too. Yes, I mean California, not really a big deal because they're already a sanctuary state. So now let's see how people like Mayor Beetlejuice in Chicago. Lori Lightfoot likes it. Uh, the bald black buffoon in New York. Eric Adams. And Muriel Bowser, who's screaming for some $50 million in federal help. I was like, uh, wait a minute. You want the National Guard now? You want all this emergency money now? Well, where the heck were you, Muriel, dear? when your city was getting destroyed by BLM, Antifa, and other left-wing hoodlums. Hmm? Where were you? And now you're griping, moaning, and complaining about a bunch of illegals? Honey, you haven't even been anywhere close to the southern border, especially in Texas, uh, Eagles Pass, the Rio Grande Valley. You won't even go there. And you've got Eleanor Holmes Norton, your delegate there in Congress. She's screaming and griping and moaning. It's like, no, 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 and no. Stop it. Your boy, Joe Biden, made this possible, and now you get to share in everybody else's pain. That's right. Mm-hmm. You might think it evil and inhumane. It's like, really? What do you think has been going on down on the south border of Tech near Texas? Those border towns are absolutely turned into cesspools because of these illegals. Not, not so much the ones who are wanting to come for a better life, but I'm talking about the human smugglers, the sex traffickers, the criminals who are working for the cartels as they're making boku money. Killing your kids with fentanyl, meth. These drugs are everywhere. And now you've got fentanyl 
that's looking like candy with all these colors and everything yeah how many thousands more have to die because you leftists think that you're all that and so morally superior hmm fentanyl is killing people at the rate of a hundred thousand people a year a hundred thousand a year and now we've already let in nearly five million in the last what 20 months please spare me you know cry me a river then swim upstream oh it's evil it's inhumane it's like no it's called you re you sowed it now you get to reap it and if you think just a few thousand here and there in new york and in chicago and dc and I love the fact that you've got D <laughs> in D.C. There was a busload of migrants who were let off at the Naval Observatory, which is uh, <laughs> the vice president's official residence. Huh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Courtesy of Greg Abbott. <laughs> you got to love this. And uh, you know, you've got all these people freaking out over in Martha's Vineyard, I'm like, oh, and some of these reactions are just a crack up to me. Uh, it really is. Uh, this Dylan Hernandez, he's a state representative in Massachusetts for the area. I love this tweet that he put out. Republicans who call themselves Christians have been plotting for some time to use human lives, men, women, and children, as political pawns. It's evil and inhumane. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, replace the word Republicans and use the word Democrats and you pretty much get the same thing. Except they probably don't have... Uh, they probably aren't real Christians. I mean, having a form of godliness but denying its power. I mean, sure, that you can have that. But yeah, evil and humane. Well, how about having no borders and letting all these people in who aren't vetted, number one, who aren't vaccinated, number two, no vaccine mandate requirements or mask requirements, period. They just come on in. But when it comes to American citizens, oh yeah. No, you better take the jab and you better wear your mask and you better get vaccinated. Otherwise, you're going to lose your job. I'm like, yeah, okay. If you can't see the difference of something that obvious, then you need more help than I could possibly give you or any mental health professional could. Now, of course, others... Uh, other wackadoodles on the left comparing uh, like the Lincoln Projects Rick Wilson comparing DeSantis to a Mexican drug cartel human smuggler oh that's a laugh that is an absolute laugh considering it's people like you Mr. Wilson who are aiding and abetting Joe Biden and the biggest human trafficking and smuggling ring in frankly in US history now, of course, there are others who are just as wackadoodle. And apparently this woman named Elisa Minoff, I don't know if she is a New York Times reporter or not, but she's very white and has the unmitigated gall in her tweet to say, and I quote, 
the parallels between Republican busing of asylum seekers in 2022 and the segregationist busing of black families out of the South exactly 60 year, years ago in 1962 are eerie. Well, uh, excuse me, girlfriend. Uh, once again, uh, white privilege and stupidity don't mix. The, the people who were supporting segregation at the time in the 60s were Democrats, sweetie. I was born in the South and right at the height of the Civil Rights Movement. I don't know where you were, dear, but no. It is not exactly like it was in the 60s. The Republican governors who are sending these people up north are just giving a taste of these people's own medicine and to deal with this situation. But to say that black families were being bussed out by Republicans, that's BS, dear. It, it's, it's eerie because in the 60s, it was Democrats who were doing it. In 2022, yeah. I mean, asylum seekers? Right. Mm-hmm. Do you know that as a fact? These fake asylum seekers? I mean, and the kids that they're using, unaccompanied minors, you know, they recycled these kids. They do. This is ridiculous. So pretty much the left is being the left. And frankly, it is boring as all get out. Ugh, please. I mean, I, I would laugh at this, but it's so serious because you've got um, oh, all these people. Five, nearly five million, and expect and it's expecting to get closer to six million before the end of the year when the weather's cooler. Oh my goodness! I, I just think it's just sad. It's pathetic and it's sad to hear the very same people who aid and abet these people coming across our border, and they're not all asylum seekers. They're not, and they know they're not. You've got criminals. You've got drug smugglers. You have people who've committed crimes in other countries, and they're just sort of dump. They're using the United States as a dumping ground. No vetting, no nothing. And they're getting all kinds of deals. Free this, free that. But yet, forget about the states and their limited resources like housing, health care, education, you know, government benefits like food stamps and whatnot. For, you know, we're not even taking that into consideration. No, no, no. But we're just going to keep on going and thinking everything's going to be fine. You know, and you have all these people who are coming, still coming, today, tomorrow, throughout the weekend, who are still coming thinking that everything's going to be hunky-dory and they and they've hit the jackpot forget <laughs> please forget us Americans people who are struggling working families the middle class which is now an endangered species oh shoot no we can't have that no we can't have we can't have American citizens succeeding we can't have that. We have to help these people and, you know, to hell with everything else. To hell with the working class and people struggling. 
trying to afford food, housing, gas for their cars if they have a job, trying to get to work, just trying to do regular things that were so easy a couple of years ago. But nope, 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 nope. We have to help these poor illegals by not enforcing federal law. So anybody who wants to say, well, that's not very Christian of you. It's like, look at them back and say, it's not supposed to be. We, if we are to be a nation of laws and we are to have a rule of law, we need to start right here in our own backyard. We have to. Because if we don't, then we look hypocritical. And apparently that's not too bad for the left. You know, it's like, oh, we're compassionate. But yet, when this sort of thing gets dumped in their backyard, they're like, then they start screaming and moaning and griping and complaining. Please, people, spare me. It's called, let's see how tough and how smart you really are. Are you really going to help these people? Or are you going to become racist by the left's own definition and get rid of them? Hmm? This is going to be fun to watch. And especially as the election gets closer. Oh yeah, there are going to be plenty of stories like this. You won't hear them in the mainstream media, but you will find you will be able to find them. Uh, Breitbart, uh, Breitbart News, uh, JustTheNews.com. Uh, the Epoch Times, they're the ones who are doing this type of reporting. So I say kudos to them, and that's why I support them. Yay, happy. But as we kind of transition out of that, but this is rather interesting. Now, of course, people were talking about, you know, special counsel John Durham and his long, long-awaited report, which is apparently, uh, I don't know what's going on, but apparently he's got another person who he's going to put on trial, and sadly it's going to be before a D.C. jury, which is, well, notoriously left-leaning, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But this is a story... Uh, from the Epoch Times and it's it's an opinion piece FBI and the re, and the headline reads FBI put key dossier source on payroll in apparent effort to conceal dossier fabrications and this is wild just uh, let's see yeah uh, John Durham the special counsel has has made another motion and filed the pre-trial motion that Igor Danchenko, the primary subsource of Christopher Steele's dossier on Donald Trump, Danchenko, who is charged with five counts of lying to the FBI about his sources for the now debunked dossier, had earlier filed a motion to dismiss the charges against him. Now that's interesting. Because later on, the writer says, perhaps the most stunning disclosure, disclosure is that Danchenko was given con with confidential human source status by the FBI in March of 2017. Notably, this was after Danchenko 
had disowned the Steele dossier in a January 2017 FBI interview, having admitted that it was based on gossip and rumors. Given the admission, there was no legitimate reason to extend the protections of a confidential human source status to Denchenko, who no longer had any bona fide value to the FBI's investigation into the alleged Trump-Russia collusion, which was later made, well, which was later debunked. So, interesting. It is absolutely interesting how the FBI was playing a little fast and loose in spite of Denchenko's admission that he disowned the dossier and it was pretty much full of rumors and lies. But to put him... Oh my goodness, this is just why the FBI's got credibility problems. And reading a little further. The FBI's goal in giving Denchenko the highly coveted CHS status, confidential human source, status appears to have been had been also used to take Danchenko off the grid. As a CHS, Danchenko enjoyed special protections and privileges. Crucially, the FBI was able to use his status to conceal Danchenko and his disclosures from congressional inquiries, such as the investigation by then uh, Devin Nunez, led by Kash Patel. Other inquiries, such as Freedom of Information Act requests, or FOIA, could similarly be stonewalled by the reference to the sources and methods justification for concealing the identity and even the existence of a CHS. This is just nuts. This is nuts. I don't know how the FBI is able to look at itself in the mirror, and I'm talking Christopher Ray and all of its senior leadership. Can anybody imagine why you have at least 14 FBI agents who've turned whistleblower, and the DOJ is all freaked out, and it's like, no, there will be no more whistleblowing. It's like, well, it's, a, it's far too late and a buck too short. Because now... There's plenty of ammo, pardon the pun, for investigations starting in January when the new Congress is seated with Republican majorities and all the key, uh, all the key committees will have new chairmen. And oh yeah, let's go. This is crazy. I mean, the FBI trying to do a little song and dance and hide this Danchenko guy on the payroll and apparently it didn't seem to work because well Durham found out Durham totally found out and so now let's see if um, Mr. Durham has a little bit more juice for this case because lying to the FBI is pretty serious stuff but if you happen to be certain people namely James Comey and a few others. Well, you can do that, and it's no big deal. And you'll get off. So yeah, the FBI once again showing why its credibility is hemorrhaging like crazy. Same with the DOJ. 
So who knows about that one, but this is going to be interesting as the trial comes up. Hopefully, I mean, we've already, poor Durham is already 0 for 1, you know. Uh, Hillary Clinton's one-time attorney got off because of a D.C. jury, and which is predominantly Democrat anyway. So I don't know if he's going to, I don't know why he's trying this stuff in a D.C. court, but oh well, you know, I'm not him and I'm not doing his investigative work. So hopefully he'll have something that will actually stick on somebody. And with a little help from Congress uh, during their uh, hearings that are expected uh, after they're seated in January. Yep, it's going to be fun, folks. It is going to be a whole lot of fun. Uh, but today, my friends, I think my rant fest is over for the day. But remember, 54 days until Election Day, and early voting is going to be starting in October in a lot of states. So be ready. And if you're going to vote early, make sure you vote in person because you want to know that your vote stood for something and your voice mattered and your voice and your vote was counted. So yes, so we've got a lot of that going on. Uh, if you want to uh, catch any of our past episodes of In Black and Right, you can, all of our audio podcasts are available now on all uh, podcasting platforms. Uh, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many, many others. And you can go through the whole archive. So simply find us, uh, subscribe, and everything else. And the rest is pretty simple. So for now, my friends, you take care of yourselves. I will see you tomorrow for WTF Friday. And remember, patriots come in all colors. <laughs>